You are listening to SPN, the Sports Podcasting Network. Wow, you know what? The imagination now. Everybody has changed. Now they're getting so uh, creative in terms of their thinking and what they can do. Man, it's, it's, this is the best I've seen. Yeah, when you jump that damn high, you got a lot of time to think. Up the floor, reads a drop down. Kobe! Oh! Up high! Down hard! Kobe Bryant! Very deep, yeah. Blocked by LeBron! That basketball oh, oh, oh. will never be the same! <laughs> And we are back on Hardwood Radio. Ben, March Madness, just like the month of March is about to close in a few, well, in a week about. We have this weekend, the Final Four matchup, and it's a surprising Final Four. Let's put it this way. South Carolina really taking advantage of their early upset in the tournament pushing it up to a Final Four apparition. Um, yeah, that is a very good point you're making. Uh, uh, but they have, they were very lucky also throughout uh, the tournament because they were in a bracket where the number one and the number two contender were uh, knocked. Um, were knocked. I, think, I think they knocked Duke, did, didn't they? I think so. Let me just check yeah. it here. Yeah, yes. they did. So that was Duke and then Baylor were the two big upsets they had. So Yes, but uh, Villanova was knocked by Wisconsin, and Wisconsin, who were my favorite to win that bracket, uh, lost to Florida, and uh, they, they edged out Florida to make it to the Final Four. So, so they, had, they had the easiest bracket of all four, but it's not, doesn't, it doesn't mean it's any less of an accomplishment uh, than this team who hadn't won a game in the March Madness since 1973 uh, <laughs> wow. makes it to the Final Four. I mean, some of these guys, um, and I'm thinking of the Cinderius Thornwell, uh, will probably make it to the NBA draft because of this. Um, Frank Martin, the coach, is probably going to uh, get bigger offers because of this. Like, this is a historical run for the South Carolina Gamecocks. Well, like you mentioned, it's a a, a luck in a way where in a knockout tournament, when you have upsets, when big team, uh, the number one, number two, number three ranked teams get eliminated, it opens up an opportunity for the team that did create an upset early on in the tournament, like at the Sweet 16 level, to have a path to the Final Four because the the way the bracket is made, if you're a... 8, 9, 10 number seed, then you create an upset, and there's other upsets in your same bracket, you'll face beatable teams, and that's what they have seen in front of them. Beatable teams for them, and the confidence level just continued to rise, and now they're probably thinking, oh, we can do it, but they're gonna face a really harsh reality when Gonzaga shows them what a ranked team is all about. Yes, um, that's a good point, but Gonzaga, um, like, they're the number one seed in the final four. Um, they're one of the two number one seed. The other would be North Carolina. But Gonzaga um, banked on a very, very, uh, on a historically bad last play from West Virginia to uh, make it past around uh, the Sweet 16, round two or Sweet 16. I don't remember which one, but West Virginia had them cornered and completely bungled the last petition in order to uh, in order to uh, lose the game. 
Um, this could be this could be an upset by South Carolina. Uh, Gonzaga has been known to be upset before. Uh, don't count them out. Don't, don't count them out. I think the winner of March Madness will come from the other side of the bracket because there are two soundly um, they're they're two sound and uh, more talented team, uh, North Carolina and Oregon. But um, don't count don't count uh, South Carolina out uh, for the final. Like they could really really well make their way to it. True, true. So let's talk about the other side of the bracket. Uh, coming out of the Midwest, like you mentioned, Oregon, the Fighting Ducks have created the upset uh, against Kansas, one of the uh, contender and favorite team to win the whole thing in the Elite Eight, finds themselves in the Final Four versus one of the favorite now, North Carolina, the Tar Heels, are in the Final Four as well. It's going to be a interesting matchup and like you mentioned the winners of this game might be the national champion yes um north carolina like pardon me oregon um i feel only one bracket this year and oregon is the only team i have that is actually in the final four uh other teams i had were ucla arizona and uh, duke but um i was starting to doubt um, Oregon last week because Kansas was playing so well and I didn't know uh, how they were going to stop Josh Jackson from bowling through their defense like they did uh, like he did through every team uh, up to Oregon but that answer was Jordan Bell um, he, that the, the, the interior player came from absolutely nowhere and put one monster performance I think he had like 13 points 17 rebounds 6 blocks or something like that um, Bell is really stepping up to the plate in the most important at the most important time um, in the uh, in the tournament, and he will have a part to play an important part to play in stopping the Joel Berry and um, Justin Jackson duo in uh, North Carolina because these guys they can light it out from the perimeter, they can barrel down through the lanes, so. Jordan is a big guy, but he's not he's not slow on his feet. He's nimble. He can he can defend the perimeter. He can defend the post. So um, watch out. I, I I like I really like uh, Oregon in the, that matchup, but I like everybody against uh, University of North Carolina, especially with that <laughs> uh, especially with that lineup of guys who are in North Carolina who are super skilled but not necessarily athletic and I'm expecting Jordan Bell to make the jump in the draft this year like I think he proved enough and uh, he should he, a lot of NBA teams should be looking his way uh, during the draft in June all right now it's time for the final four predictions Ben yes. South Carolina Gonzaga who do you got these are the two teams I suspect thematically bet against all tournament logs, so it's really difficult for me. <laughs> um, uh, I li really like South Carolina's physicality. Um, they're big guys, they play fast, they play hard, and um, I don't know if you guys at home are playing basketball or just watching the sport on TV, but when you play against super athletic guys who really bump into you all the time, it's a very, it's a very demanding style of play. And I'm going to bet it 
honest to get the best out of Gonzaga. And I got like the Gamecocks winning by buzzer beater in one of the most dramatic games uh, of the tournament. Wow. All right. Barn Burner. That will be very fun to watch. Now, Oregon versus the North Carolina Tar Heels. Your most favorite team, though, of course. It's the team you hate the most, being a Blue Devil. Uh, but uh, who's going to win on that side? Uh, the I expected the Tar Heels to lose to Butler. I expected them to lose to Kentucky. And honestly, they, they should have lost that game to Kentucky. Like that buzzer beater from Luke Mays was, well, it was a very March Madness-ish moment. Uh, there's, always, there's always a buzzer beater like this uh, at some point in the tournament last year. They lost to a similar buzzer beater to uh, Villanova in the finals with Chris Jenkins. Um, I, I'm liking this Oregon team. And, you know, I, everyone, since the Sweet 16, every one of my bets is backfiring on me, but um, I like Oregon. I'm going to die on the hill. Oregon makes it to the final, beats South Carolina in the finals to be sacred uh, March Madness champion for 2017. The Fighting Ducks, the pride of Nike, the champions yes, in 2017. Interesting, interesting. All right, speaking of champions, last night, we'll switch gear totally here, 180 degrees. Going back to the pros, we haven't talked about the NBA in a few weeks. Last night, there was a big game. Uh, the Golden State Warriors still know Kevin Durant against mm -hmm. the Spurs. What did you think of that matchup last night? Um, once again, um, the Warriors showed how much character they have. A lot of people wrongly pigeonhole them as a super skilled team who cannot face adversity, but it's not true. I mean, uh, last year they, were, they, they kind of crumbled into a very, very difficult situation. Steph Curry was playing injured. Uh, Draymond Green had been suspended and was completely out of his mind, but um, they dug themselves early against the Spurs into a 22-point hole without Cameron Durant. And usually when you dig yourself that deep against the Spurs, you're done, you're toast. But um, honestly, there's nothing to chalk that Rocky Balboa-esque comeback else to than character. Um, they, by, and character in the NBA, it translates in still playing your game and not playing um, and not trying to rush things and trying to take good shots or even when the shots are not getting in. It's exactly what the Warriors have done. They just they just stuck stuck to their game plan. Uh, the shots weren't falling at first, but when you have that many three-point shooters, slight out three-point shooters on your team, it's just a question of time. And usually it's a question of halves. If it's not, it doesn't fall in the first half, it's going to fall in the second half. This is exactly what happened last night. They started bombing from deep and the and the Warriors just and the Spurs just had no answers for that because they just simply don't have enough people to uh, effectively guard two of the best uh, 10 three-point shooters of all time. They have Kawhi Leonard, but even Kawhi Leonard has a hard time uh, guarding Steph Curry. Another thing that happened last night, never have we ever before seen any game 57 points scored in a triple-double performance. And last night, Russell Westbrook put on 57 points, 13 and 11. For the second time this season, over 50 points 
in a triple double. Uh, war, uh, James Harden did it twice as well, but never got didn't get fifty six. He got didn't get fifty seven. Sorry, he got fifty six. Uh, amazing performance, and this leads to the MVP race. Usually, <laughs> we talk about oh, uh, it, it's Curry or it's LeBron. Nah, 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 nah. In twenty seventeen, is it Westbrook or Harden? Yes, um, that's pretty much what everybody else is talking about nowadays. Like, who is going to be named MVP? How can you possibly, uh, how can you possibly uh, choose one over the other? Um, I, I, I'm one of these guys who likes to think LeBron has a case at MVP this year. If his team was not crumbling defensively at the worst possible moment, maybe he would be a lead front runner right now. I mean, he's having a crazy statistical season. He averaged, I believe, over nine assists a game. And for a power forward, it's, it's I've never heard of a power forward with who averages nine assists a game. Um, but the Westbrook versus Harden uh, debate is really hard. And it comes down to who do you think makes their teammates better? Um, because the um, Westbrook is getting crazy stats this year. But he's averaging historical stats in very alarming categories too, like uh, a usage rate. Like he he doesn't play 48 minutes a game, but he plays close to 48 minutes a game, and he gobbles 40% of his team's possessions. Like 40% of his team's offense goes through him, which is historical. It has never happened in the in the, in the history of the NBA. And if I'm not mistaken, he is leading the NBA with a historical amount of turnovers, uh, which is what is hurting his candidacy right now. On the other hand, uh, James Harden, uh, he's not, he doesn't have this psychological edge of averaging a triple-double, but he's pretty close to averaging one. Uh, he's averaging more assists than Russell Westbrook, and he is in a system where he thrives. He is, is a great passer. He is finding his teammates on the perimeter. His teammates keep converting their shots. And I don't know, it's difficult. Kawhi Leonard also has a case for MVP. Uh, who, who did you have? Like, I, I, can't, I can't make up my mind yet. Uh, well, I have Russell Westbrook okay, for this reason here. Uh, we talk about LeBron James, and usually LeBron does make his teammates better. But I don't know if it's because he has won a lot of championships and MVPs and trophy and everything. I don't know if he's expecting more now of his teammates to give him a hand. When you're looking mm-hmm. at Russell Westbrook, by necessity, he needs to make his teammates better for his team to be good enough to compete with the Warriors and the Spurs. So by necessity, he not only needs to be good and one of the best players this year himself, he needs to elevate his teammates by setting him up with all the passes and the assists and the rebounds that he's getting the way that he is doing right now to give them, like, he, he can't score 50 points a game, but if he scored a 30-40 and gives his team more by assisting other players that wouldn't get those buckets mm-hmm. if it wasn't for the position they are put in by Westbrook, then it wouldn't be the, as close games. And some of the wins they have this season by six, eight points, those wins would be losses because of those buckets that he creates in the game. Yeah, um, yeah, this is a good point. Um, I mean, is he 
is he putting himself in a position to succeed right now because he doesn't have much offensive help. Uh, he the, the the Thunder got Taj Gibson and Doug McDermott at the uh, trade deadline, which has helped them win more games. I mean, these are two very competent offensive players, but otherwise, who is he going to pass the ball to? Uh, Steven Adams, uh, Victor Oladipo, who's like I believe averaging a career low in shooting percentage. It's He's he's in a tough spot, and I agree that maybe if he had more offensive help the way uh, the way James Harden does um, uh, in in Houston. I mean, every every player in Houston that plays with Harden is tailored to complement his strengths, which has a case which has a case helps his case for MVP. I, I I still haven't made up my mind on this yet. It's very complicated. It's a very complicated uh, choice this year. Kobe Bryant said uh, on ESPN that he could probably be a um, co-MVP this year, and it could be. I, I could see that, but it's 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 a tough choice. Like I'm I'm still debating in these lonely moments in the shower. <laughs> All right, we're in the last stretch of the regular season in the NBA. When the tournament is over in the NCAA, all eyes will be back on the NBA. It's already started, right? After the first few rounds, mm -hmm. people gather their attention back to uh, the association. And we do have a battle in both conferences. The Raptors had a dip in form. They're trying to get that confidence back at the highest level. It's not necessarily easy. And you have as well, like you mentioned, Cavaliers having a, a defensive woes and crumbling defensively. It, it leaves the door open for other teams to perform well late and make that last eight, the, the shuffling and home field advantage, very complicated mm -hmm. and different than we anticipated this year. So uh, what do you think about the Eastern Conference battle for the top? Last time I checked, I think the Cleveland was one game up on Boston. And Cleveland hasn't made it to 50 wins yet. I think they're at 48 or 49. So, um, and right now, right now they're playing at their lowest, uh, their lowest quality basketball I've seen since LeBron James has been back in 2014 or 2015. They're not, they're not great right now. They're not, um, they're, they don't communicate on defense. Other teams are really barreling through the lane and like LeBron is getting double teamed in the post, getting triple teamed. So, so I don't know what's going on there. I'm not sure I fully trust it. Uh, that might mean that, um, the Cavaliers are going to lose the first seed to Boston or to Washington. I mean, Washington has been Playing out of their mind as of late, uh, they're they're been they're, they're been adding up to more more than the sum of their parts, uh, which I really enjoy because I'm a really big fan of John Wall. I mean, I watch John Wall play basketball a little bit like other people watch pornography. It's something that's really pleasant, <laughs> it's stimulating for my mind, and uh, he's doing he's been doing very well. So the really the the crux of um, the, 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 the race for um, supremacy in the East is Washington, Boston, and, um, and uh, Cleveland. Right now, Toronto, in order to be part of it, needs Kyle Lowry back. But will they get Kyle Lowry back at full health? Will they get Kyle Lowry back injured? I mean, that happened in the past in the playoffs, and that did not bode well uh, for the Raps. So, um, so that, that injury might have happened at the worst possible time. 
I would not be surprised if Boston would finish strong and usurp the first uh, seed to, um, uh, from um, the, uh, the, the Cavaliers, but I'm, I'm not sure I'm trusting, like the Cavaliers are looking really bad right now, but I'm not sure I'm trusting it um, because, because they're, they're a very emotional team and they, can, uh, they, they, have, they have a knack from gathering themselves up in the nick of time. Not, not just um, that. But, if you're looking at tactically speaking, right mm-hmm. now is the time to switch it up a bit to have a certain element of surprise when you first start the playoffs. You, you're mm-hmm. trying different combinations right now to see if it's possible to have a different type of bench influence when it comes to the playoff times to see who's hot, who's not, and to rest some guys if possible. Being a mm-hmm. team that is already... Like they're not, they're not going to miss the playoffs. Like they can slip off the first place, finish second or third, and still be mm. in a relative, very positive uh, position heading into the playoff with home field, home court advantage for the first round and stuff like that. So it's time now to maybe control your roster a little bit more, and that would explain some of the defensive woes. Yes. Um they they had a similar they were at a similar slip last year and they were it's exactly what was happening is exactly what you said because they were implementing Channing Fry into the lineup seeing what they how they could play him in order to be most efficient when they totally found a way to use Channing Fry in the last in in, in the in the first round of the playoffs especially after um, after injuries and but. They have not shuffled their lineup as much as they did in the previous years. They have they added Kyle Korver, but they added him a long time ago. They added him in January. So what are they? What are they doing right now? Um, it's a, I'm, I'm I'm not entirely sure, but I'm not entirely sure I trust anything with the uh, Cavaliers because they are the masters as at saying obvious stuff and I'm doing the opposite. So we'll only have our answer in the playoffs, unfortunately. It's just like boxing or MMA. Do not listen to anything said by either side before the fight. It doesn't mean anything. It's pointless. It's just there to hype it up or to mislead people in the wrong direction. Pretty much. And as, as, much, as, we, as, as much as we enter the playoffs right now, it's going to get more and more. Uh, it, it's going to get more and more uh, present. Like it's going to be more and more and more of a big issue. Uh, teams are going to start psychological wars. They're going to use the media against one another, and that's why we love the NBA playoffs because um, the the season is the most straightforward thing there is. But the playoffs are like what I call a metaphysical danger zone. All right, Ben. Anything else you have today for us? No, sir. That's about it. I am about to uh, gear up and to lock myself into my condo for the weekend and watch <laughs> some March Madness. Yeah, you're going to pretty much watch every single basketball game available, which is a lot this weekend. Ben, until next week, again, and have a good basketball. Likewise. You were listening to SPN, the Sports Podcasting Network. Visit us, sportspodcastingnetwork.com.